So my panelists today are pretty incredible. Um, we have Kirby Ann, who is a model and fitness instructor. You'll find all of these people do a lot, which is just amazing. Um, then we have Cyrus. How do I say his name? No, did you? Um, I don't know. <laughs> 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 wow, my gosh, love that. But his Instagram is uh, Cyrus Oinks. So until recently, I always thought that was his surname. Um, and then we have Max Oppenheim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had to work that out on the podcast. <laughs> um, so Cyrus is a multimedia visual artist. He does a lot of his own work through his own digital agency. Um, that him and his twin brother, Moses, sat right there in the yellow, um, run together. But also he does a lot of freelance work too. Then we have Max, who is art director, photographer, been in the industry for years and years. So has really watched it change and grow in form. And also owns one of the best gyms in London. I will say that myself. Um, if you see me on Instagram, you know I'm quite frankly obsessed um, with Block. But Block has been something massively, I think, that has not just been an inspiration to me, but to many people in the fitness industry, the fashion art design industry, with how they can create a space like this for a functional fitness space. Um, so yeah, this is like an absolute honor for me because all three of these people have inspired me in very different ways. <laughs> and Nina. Um, <laughs> um, so I just really, really was looking forward to diving in with um, what they think about today's print industry. So I'm going to go straight in with my questions. So the first question I have is, ooh, I can't remember which one I was going to ask first. I'm going to go with this one. Um, how do you balance your creative careers? Because all of you do at least two or three um, things in your role. Um, you know, of course, first, of course, you're Kirby, that, that's your identity, but like, how do you make sure that you don't kind of get lost in just being this model fitness instructor day in, day out, make sure that you have time for you? And how do you balance the two of them? Like, do you find time management's quite a challenge or is it something that you naturally you've worked on? Um, I, so I came, I used to work a full time office job and then wow. went into I started looking modeling first and then qualified as a personal trainer and all. My first year of modeling, I was just saying, was hell. It was so bad. Um, and I was like, okay, I can't just rely on this. It's something where I'm five foot five in an industry where the standard is five foot eight. So you can imagine when I walk into a casting, I am quite a bit shorter than the other girls. Um, so that was a struggle for me when I first started out. Um, and I was like, I need to do something about this. I was like, okay, let me qualify as a personal trainer. Um, it was something I'd always wanted to do. I didn't necessarily want to personal train, but I thought once I've got that qualification, no one could take it away from me. Um, and I started teaching fitness classes. And the reason I did that was because it's easy to balance with modeling. Because I feel like with personal training, it's a very personal thing. You've got a one-on-one -on -one client, they rely on you to train. Some of them won't train without you. Whereas with a class, it is still personal, but you can get somebody to cover the class if needed. Um, and you know that your client is still gonna get a workout even if you're not there. So I think that is kind of one way I balance if my modeling's busy because I can get somebody to cover my classes. And then if my modeling is quiet, I can pick up more classes. So career-wise, that's how I balance the two. Personally, because I did come from a full-time office job, I was used to working, it wasn't just a nine-to-five job, I worked at ACES in the head office, and it was 
really demanding. I was in at like seven some days, leaving at like seven, so I was there for 12 hours. So I was used to that kind of Monday to Friday routine and then just having my weekends. So I think transitioning from that into working for myself, I appreciate the time going that I'm doing something that I really enjoy. So I think I find a balance through that, just because I'm used to, I was used to working really, well, I don't work hard now, right. but I was used to working like in that environment and then I've kind of taken that mentality into what I do. So even when I'm working now, I make sure that I enjoy it because I wasn't so much enjoying and perhaps you maybe you don't find it as hard work as you used to because yeah. you're really loving what you do. I think that is what it is. I really enjoy what I'm doing now and that for me is such a big thing. I think I try and push that. I've got a blog as well and um, I try and push that in my blog post. I think everybody, work is such a big part of your life and so I do think you should do something that you're really passionate about and that you enjoy. Um, so yeah, I think because I actually enjoy what I do, it's not as much of a struggle. Mm. Yeah, yeah, of course. Cyrus, how about you? Because you majorly run a freelance lifestyle, right? You organise your whole schedule most of the time. Um, and then every now and then, of course, you're going, I know you're working in somewhere right now, right? A couple of days a week. Uh, but most of the time you're organising your own schedule. So I think as a creative, you know, that's one of the biggest um, struggles a lot of the time, like creatives never really know how to manage their schedule. I think we're quite prone a lot of the time, especially in this city, to just work all day, every day, and then like, when do you rest? So how do you balance that? How do you find the time? Um, I think that um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a constant struggle because um, I've always been, I've always been creative. Mm. I've always been coming up with different things. And then, um, you know, got to this point that I, I asked myself, why am I actually creating this? Because some of the, you know, it got to this point that I'm always doing something, I'm always doing something. But when you look at it, um, I haven't really improved from the previous kind of project I did. And um, I always have, uh, you know, people that I look up to or people that I, what, what I usually, uh, what I, I used to do is I usually, you know, you know, after every month I research, um, you know, what is actually happening in the world. Um, you know, people were around me and people were better than me. And you know, set up like you know, coffees with them or just finding a way to just, you know, disrupting the schedule because people are just so crazy busy. And um, and the more you're kind of around the people that you look up to, the people who are doing something better, it doesn't matter it doesn't have to be in the you know, in, in the creative industry. Mm. You kind of uh, you know get you know you kind of be accountable to, to, to people so um i think getting that balance for me is, is still something that i'm still kind of um, you know learning but i mean um i like being in a place where i'm like in a, in, in a very uncomfortable position always because at, at that point is when you are able to, you know, um, you're out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Oh wow. 
stay out that comfort zone. I totally agree. Um, and so, Max, so you run not only just your a photographer and art director, um, Max has done some incredibly talented work. If you get a chance to check out his website, I cannot encourage you more to do that. Also, all of Block's imagery, branding, design, everything Max has designed, it's all come from his vision for the brand. Um, how do you do that? Or like, how did you do that, maybe? Because I know now you said you have such a good team of Block. Yeah. It's not something you're having to worry about so much, but... Well, it's, it's interesting, actually, because part of, I think part of the reason why Block came around in the first place was because, as a photographer, working in quite a potentially self-absorbed business, I found that fitness was a really good route out of that. So, for example, if you're trying to solve some kind of creative dilemma, going out for a run was always a good way of, like I say, disrupting you know, your thought process mm -hmm. and refreshing things. So when I opened Block originally, it was with um, a good friend of mine who's in construction, and we found a site in Clapton, um, which was a derelict Victorian, Victorian tram depot, and we just built the place and the idea organically from, from scratch. And we basically made it up as we went along, but we knew we wanted to do a, do a class-based gym. Yeah. Originally we wanted to do a boxing studio, then it developed into adding yoga, and in the end we, we took on another unit and it became you know, a busy site running 30 classes a day, you know, virtually seven days a week. Now that presented problems because I went from being a photographer working in my studio doing, you know, ultimately image-based work to working on the construction side, you know, making sure that plumbers have got drainage lines correct and that air conditioning ducts are straight. You know, this, that was quite an extreme jump. But I find overall, one thing I've, I've learned over the last, in the last three years is fitness and exercise and physical activity is a good way of coping with an incredibly busy schedule because I can't get away from the fact that I work pretty much seven days a week, morning through till night, yeah. virtually without a break sometimes. But I find if we're going to do a boxing class or if we're going to do a yoga class, it kind of resets mm. your head and you can just feel like you, you can feel enthusiastic about what you're doing rather than laden down with it. And then, of course, the other thing is the people you're working with. Yeah. It's making sure that you're working with positive people and you're surrounded by people who've got a really good energy and who, who are bringing something. You're bringing something to each other that, that, that brings out the best in both of you. Mm. So that's about working with great people with good ideas and then trying to just deal with people you've got to work with who don't necessarily <laughs> give you that energy. I wish there yeah. invariably always is, you know. Yeah, and you've got to make that a minority, right? Yeah, or minimise it as best you can. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my, my one I think that I think fitness you know and that for, for me is the cornerstone of our brand is we always said it's fitness meets art design and fashion, but I do think we provide like an enclave for creative people to to have a break from the process that they're involved in and and kind of refresh and recalibrate as a result. Yeah, and I think as well, subconsciously, you naturally do that anyway because of where you position these locations to. Sure. Like, obviously, yeah. you know, the second site is Shoreditch, the third site's about to be in Manchester, which is um, opening in summer. And yeah. I think that, you know, in Clapton, um, now, there's like a whole, if you ever get the chance to go, you have to, because they're very, the two sites are completely different. They're very the same, but they're so, you know, have their own personality, let's say. Sure. Um, 
but in the captain's site you walk down and there's now all these little like cafes and studios and like restaurants that didn't exist right when you first built it there no it was it was pretty derelict i mean there was metal workers and there was kind of you know more sort of artisan trades and makers there but now we sort of repopulated the very end of the of the muse mm. um, which was a bit of a bit of a scary place right and then Suddenly, there's a flow of people coming through who are all kind of engaged, creative consumers, and therefore yeah. other businesses start to pop up around. Mm -hmm. So we definitely did the landlords a favour. Yeah, but wow. they've doubled the rents as a result. So. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> living in London, huh? Yeah, um, but I think that's really incredible and actually very relevant to today's topic, which is this idea of what's really trending in the industry and what's really going next. Because to really have, you know, really the bravery to be like, okay, we've got this site but is it going to work? This is a very residential area. Clapton wasn't really very well known for being a space where, you know, you would go there to like work out, let's say, and you know, it's not an underground tube, it's an overground tube. It's great yeah. buses there, but it, you know, an overground makes it a little bit more, people think twice, I think, personally I do, like I think more twice about going to somewhere with an overground site, not just a gym, but anywhere, because I have to think more about, you know, oh, well, if I miss one train, I have to wait 15 minutes for the next. So I think that what you really did there is actually, you know, it's so incredible to think that you really looked, okay, in three to five years' time, where are we going to be? Like, where's this site going to be in today's, you know, industry, in today's world? And what you did is you've created something now that's just a domino effect that now all these other people want to be around there. Yeah. And people want to be associated with Block. Like, yeah. I imagine that the restaurants would be like, oh, yeah, you know where Block is? We're right next door. Yeah, it's, you know I mean? it's good because it... And, and what we're doing now is using that as leverage to get another site. So we'll say to a landlord, look, this is the deal we want because we're going to bring this traffic to you. You know, that, that's the deal. Yeah. As a result, getting, you know, getting, you know, huge contributions to fit out yeah. and reduce rent, you know, sometimes rent free for two years. Because that's basically the, that's the, the cornerstone of it is, is the site you can get them a deal you can do with the landlord. It's, mm -hmm. it's actually quite, you have to get into quite unpleasant territory with, you know, with, with commercial landlords who are, you know, some of the most ruthless people you'll deal with. So, so it, you know, but it is leverage, yeah. you know, which is Well, you did it, right? Like, you you could be like, here's the proof, you know? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Did you think yeah. that would happen? Or did you just no, hope? No, didn't, didn't know what was going to happen at all. Had really? No idea. Yeah, we just did it because we wanted to. <laughs> and, but then, you know, it kind of fell into place and then the plan formed around that. But now we've, we've got a plan that we that you go the, by the that we're sticking to, yeah. It's not so much, okay, let's just build it and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, wow. Yeah, we've not got the uh, build it and they will come mentality. Oh my gosh, <laughs> insane. I love hearing this story. I've heard it at least three times and I could just overhear it over and over again. Always happens to tell it. So, Cyrus, I really would love you to talk about, um, I don't know if any of you saw the three little visuals that we had that had the black background, which... Um, shared the panelists that we're going to be talking at this week's event um and cyrus offered to do that for me which was like such an honor because this guy's crazy busy and does some of the most talented like visually aesthetically pleasing work i've seen in such a long time and it's so refreshing because i feel like we live in such a visually saturated world how do you make sure that you're different you know and i think block have done an incredible job of that i think I, you know, I go to other gyms and I'm like, oh god, yeah, Block's so nice, isn't it? Like they're jealous. <laughs> like, why aren't we that? Why aren't we that pretty? Um, <laughs> but like, I think as well, you know, with being a multimedia visual artist, there really aren't that many people out there that do what you do. So, 
I think the question really that, that I have really for all three of you, but definitely to start with you, is how do you make yourself different? Is it the fact that you know that that's what you want to do, like in, from a multimedia visual, creating these movie images? Um, like, is that what makes you different? Or do you find that you still have to research, like you said before, to constantly see what's coming next and then manipulate that into your moving image work? Um, I think what makes me different is that, uh, so initially I was just, I, you know, my background is graphic design and I spent a long time just trying to find out what is it that I want to do because I didn't really, really know what I wanted to do and, and um, I did like loads of like internships and placements and you know, there's, there's just so much that you kind of, you get from everywhere and you kind of, you get, you, you get drowned in all of this, you know, different identities from different, you know, from different brands, from different, uh, you know, uh, organizations. And, um, you know, it got to this point that I took some time off and, you know, I just really did, like, so much of, you know, self-initiated projects and also kind of, um, you know, taking time to study the, the industry that we are getting into. So, um, you know... It was a balance between what you wanted to do for yourself, but also what the industry was looking for. Yes, yes, absolutely. Like, uh, looking at what the industry, what what's the next thing in the industry, mm. and also what is it that I've got. Because um, back in probably uh, 2015, we signed um, kind of a fashion brand, which was um, translating fashion uh, using my graphic devices. Mm -hmm. So this was like a platform that we actually wanted to just do, uh, you know, different projects with different brands and kind of see what what is it that is going to stick out of what we're doing. And at, at this time is when, um, you know, doing all these things and just spending a lot of time, like, you know, you know um, just doing so many things and also within that is also, because you could be doing a lot of things and uh, not learning, and you're just, just doing stuff with no direction. Yeah. So, it, you know, um, it was also um, really, really studying. Like, I love just studying the people who are always better than me. Right. Taking so much time, just, I mean, I've got, you know, I've got like, I usually have like a list of different people that I look up to. And then just study how they do stuff, mm -hmm. how they how they got where they are, uh, and then just seeing um, to be inspired from a personal perspective too, yeah, like what an actual human being has done before yeah. you and how you can move on from that. Yeah, wow, amazing. And also looking at you know technology and how you can use technology with your creativity. Awesome. Um, and actually, I think that's such a good lead on. Wow, you read, I feel like you read my mind. Such a good lead on to what I was going to ask Kirby because, as a model, um, I find that you know, for myself on my Instagram, I last year about maybe like last August, I was thinking, oh, you know what, I'd love to do more fitness modeling. I'd love to go down to that angle, but I don't know where to start. So. I basically was like, okay, let's do that. And I spoke to um, one of the only fitness agencies really in London. And they were like, well, it's just a bit confusing because your Instagram doesn't really share that you're working out as much as you know you are. And I was like, well, yeah, our story is, but they need it on your feed too, right? So 
I kind of like totally got why that wasn't, you know, what they thought was the right angle for me. Um, and I didn't know I'd become obsessed with working out at the beginning of this year, but I did, grateful for it. Um, but I would say is that someone, it was Shannon actually, that showed me, um, that showed me your Instagram and was like, see, Kirby's a great example because she's a model, she's doing all her like, you know, commercial fashion modeling, but then also not only does she do fitness modeling, but she puts like amazing little workout videos. I have so many of your workout videos saved. Um, like so many little like, you know, just like a time lapse one or just like a little hit session at home. And obviously of course she's a fitness instructor, but it's also very important as a model to understand that you know, brands are going to look at your Instagram and they're going to see how they can fit their brand on you. And obviously, fitness is an important part for you in your life as well as a model. Um, how do you make sure that you stay current in the fitness industry with your modeling career? Like, is that something that you're kind of like, do you watch? Because obviously more things come around, like... Yeah, I think that um, for me, so I actually got into modeling through my fitness. Oh, amazing. Um, I was scouted through my Instagram for... A TV commercial, which ended up being the biggest job I've ever done. Wow. And that's how I got into modeling. So I did start with fitness and then kind of went into modeling and then was like, okay, I should qualify in the fitness training for PT and went from there. Um, but yeah, I think you, as you say, your Instagram in this industry is such an important tool because clients will, they can see your book. But they will then go onto your Instagram. They really will. And if you've not got, I've been trying to do more um, beauty and hair modelings because I do so much fitness. I feel like I love it, but I want to kind of branch into different areas. My Instagram doesn't show that whatsoever. Mm. I've got really long hair when I take it down. It's like down here. I could do hair jobs. Um, my agency like we should send you to like skincare things, but my Instagram didn't show it. Right. So I get what you're saying when you went to do fitness. If your Instagram didn't show fitness, they're like, well, oh, but you don't do fitness, even yeah. though you might do. Um, so I think I just try and I try and be I try and post regularly, but not too much. I don't want to just post too much of things that I don't want to post. Just I feel like I have to. I want to like, keep it unique to me, so I'll make sure that I do a fitness video maybe once a month. If you look at other fitness bloggers, they're probably doing it weekly, but realistically, I'm not doing a brand new workout every single week, so I'll keep it true to what I'm actually doing. And then, if you look at my Instagram, it's not just it's not just fitness. It is kind of I'll post behind the scenes and shoots, things like that. So I think I keep it relevant in that way because I kind of merge the two industries together. Yeah. If that makes yeah. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. You combine it. <laughs> I combine it, yeah, and I think it's important. I love if you look at other fitness bloggers and fitness models, a lot of them talk about nutrition and all their workouts. I love a cocktail. I love to party. And if you look at my Instagram, you can kind of see that. So I think it's staying true to yourself. Putting what they want to see, but doing it with your own unique mm. stamp and just staying true to yourself. And I think that I think that really resonates with clients because they see it and they're like, okay, she is a bit different, but she's got what we want, and she's got a personality behind her as well. Yeah, I think it's really important as well to make sure that by staying current, you have to stay you know, true to you, because yeah. otherwise you get so caught up in this obsession of what you might look like on social media, that actually, like, what I do a lot of the time is I'll just, like, do a story and be like, today's really stressful and this is happening and it's falling apart, but then 
I know that by doing that, like I'm just reminding myself I'm just a human being. Like I might look like I work all the time, but I also sit and watch Netflix till 4 a.m. sometimes. People relate like, to it. Exactly. I think, I think that's the thing, it's about being relatable because you can you can go on to somebody's Instagram and it's great and it looks it looks great, but you're gonna want to follow them if you can relate to them and if they can speak to you. I find anyway, that's mm. what the people I follow are people who I think like, I could be friends with. Yeah. So, linking on to that, I'm going to jump to you, Max, and say, because Block's Instagram is equally beautiful, um, and very well thought out, like everything, the story, the layout, everything, and you can go back to Block and you'll see from the beginning, it's been very well thought out, and also very um, coherent with the website, which I think is quite important, and actually something I've learnt myself recently with Model Me, um, I was realizing that my Instagram was going one way, the way I wanted my brand branding to go, and that actually my website didn't look that way. And I was like, we need to change my website now. Um, so my question is, like, how do you feel social media can impact consumer choices? Like, how do you feel that your Instagram attracts consumers to come to blog? Is that something that you know you focus on when you think about how the layout's going to look? Well, well, the in effect, our Instagram is our window to the world right. um, for someone who may not have seen the brand before. Right. So it's very image based and mm -hmm. obviously high quality photography and occasionally video is a huge part of it. Um, and also use of typography because I feel with our logo and branding it's almost quite a propaganda type approach where it's just a repetitive, a complete a repetitive drum of the logo, block, 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 which, mm -hmm. which is punctuated throughout the feed. So there's, we like to reference art and design a lot. Originally, actually when we started our, our Instagram, we didn't have any shots of people working out. It was all shots of Donald Judd sculptures or wow. Dan Flavin lighting installations and, <laughs> and our own interiors. So it was literally no shots of people. And at one point we were like, hang on, we're actually a gym, like we're not an art gallery. <laughs> Just maybe we should start posting shots of people working out. That was actually difficult because if you photograph a room full of people working out, it invariably looks awful yeah. because you've got like a water bottle in the corner and someone's wearing a pink top, you know, it just, <laughs> it's, it's not a style trick. For me, it was, it was really hard to sort of try and navigate that route. So we started, I started focusing on shoot, shooting individuals within the space and thinking, okay, there's a graphic structure of the architecture and we've got to put, you know, there's someone performing, you know, an act of exercise and they're lit and it suddenly becomes a bit more like a stage. Mm -hmm. So we. For, for us, it's a process of, sort of stylization um, where people get a kind of heightened impression of your business through the Instagram. That is true, but it's also quite manipulated. Yeah. Combined with a sort of typographic drumbeat, which just hammers home the logo and the identity constantly. And it's quite a stripped back kind of. Um, it's quite a stripped back approach, which is quite direct and. And anything sort of superfluous is just taken away, and you get to the core of what you're trying to say as quickly as possible, so mm. people get it. Because ultimately, you could put the most beautiful thing on Instagram, half the time people don't see it, or they just scroll past it. Yeah. So it is about grabbing people's attention, being very, very, very direct and very kind of um, arresting whenever you can. Yeah. Um, but equally, like when I'm looking at it now and thinking Instagram is just one channel, you know, there's so many other ways in which. We, we can be we can be reaching people. So we're doing a poster campaign in Manchester, which is all fly posters. Nice. We did one in Shoreditch when we opened. We've got our video screens now in every site, and we want we, we want we 
paying quite a lot of attention to that. Yeah, they're really cool. Yeah, and then there's events as well and flyering. So it, it's just an overall approach of how you market yourself through different channels in the clearest, most aspirational way possible. Which, yeah. Which kind of really will draw people in. I love that. And yeah. I do think as well that word arresting is really, really incredible. And that's really how I feel when I go to block and not like in the most positive way. Like I go there and I just, for me, it's very interesting. I do feel very at home there. And it's, I've forced myself really to love working out. I did not love working out last year. It was more of a chore, like, oh, I have to. Um, and now it's something I massively look forward to. And it's like, I will squeeze it in my day. Like I am working out, you are not taking my my thing. And I'm like, I'm late to stuff because of it. It's awful, like I really shouldn't do that. Um, but it's just so high priority. And then the great thing is for me is that there's, there's such a strong correlation. And this is why I think you're such an inspiration to model me is because there's such a strong correlation. I can go on their Instagram and I can feel the same way that I do when I walk into the building because you're so linked. It's so linked. It's so like well thought about that there is that there's no gaps. You know what I mean? And then you go on the website and I book on that as a new class and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm at home. Like, and it's that constant correlation of the the platforms all across being really well done. Yeah. So yeah, big 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 inspiration. Like, it's a big inspiration to me. Um, I, one question I do want to ask um, before we give it out to the room for like a few minutes because it is 12 and I know two of you want to leave. Um, so we'll try and be done in 10 minutes. If anyone has any questions, now is your chance to think about them. Um, one thing I do think is really important to think about and consider, um, obviously in today's world, 2019 more than ever, um, is this idea of sustainability and being conscious and encouraging people. And I think all three of us have... I don't necessarily love the word influencers, which is a shame because to have an influence on the world is actually a really incredible thing. Um, but I would like to say that, you know, we all probably have some sort of um, influence on the way people think, feel in, in whatever shape that might be. Me with Model Me, you with as, as a fitness instructor, but also as a model, I think you massively have that too. And many models don't realise that. And it's it can be quite like... Um, it bothers me quite a lot when a model doesn't realise because she doesn't necessarily, and I did used to realise, like a year ago I had no idea the impact a certain picture would have on someone. Um, and as a multimedia visual designer, as a photographer, owning a gym, like this effect that, you know, when we're conscious about sustainability and about the environment and what's happening in the world and going forward with that, um, the impact that can have on people too. So obviously I think with Block that was a really big thing when you were building it, like this idea of like how can we make it sustainable and I know that with Block they don't sell plastic water bottles um, and I've seen many people frown at that at the front yeah. um, but obviously that's quite a brave decision as a brand in, in a gym you know to be, to be honest all the, all the gyms have done similar I love, you know to reduce plastic is right. I, I see that as kind of quite, quite a basic requirement basic now if you're, if you're dealing with you know consumer environment um, so yeah we do we, we, we do what we can there I mean there's a limit to how much you can remove Right, but for me, I'm more, I'm actually more conscious about how we affect people's um, everyday life, yeah. you know, and how and how and for me, having someone come in the building, do what they do, and come out feeling a lot better about themselves and everything is yeah. that's the kind of impact I'm most interested in having. That's nice. Yeah, I like that. Um, that's you know, not that I'm not environmentally conscious, but it's not it's not my first priority. Yeah. In, in business, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's more about like the effect the effect we're having on people. Mm. Um, but yeah, when it comes to you know, producing plastic, I'm pretty passionate about that. But the thing is though, when you have that effect on people anyway, yeah. in that respect, they become a better version of themselves 
like I think maybe that's for me like that's what has been like the trigger for me is like knowing that not only it's not even about the way that I look and I remember when you know I was training so much and it got to like five days six days a week at the end of January and people would be like wow you look so different and I didn't see it I did not see it until like mid-March and then I was like oh I got like a different arm muscle that I've never had um but the truth is it's the mentality that I had I would leave and I'd come back and they'd be like oh where were you yesterday and the receptionist would notice that I hadn't been I'd be like uh I was busy uh I didn't work out I promise like and it just is one of those things too that mentally like what you can do in in every way to improve you know another human being's mindset is an incredible thing to do but I do think that with block the way that you do things and just the small subliminal you know ways that are put in like the no plastic bowl is quite a big deal um and even one of the girls Charlotte won't let me like if I'm gonna sit and have my coffee she'll be like okay I'm gonna give you in a cup I'm not gonna give you in, in a you know even though it's a cardboard um drinker what do I call that cardboard holder for my coffee yeah it's like have a cup I'll wash it I'm like okay <laughs> problem is as well we got you know we, we researched heavily compostable coffee cups right and we introduced them and then we did more research and we realized that they they're not they're, the reality of vegware who are the supplier is that it turned out that these are not recyclable in the way that we thought wow so the problem you know you don't really know what's happening None of us really you know, do, right? When this stuff goes out, you know, I mean, mm. you, you actually, you know, so many, there's so many slippery ways in which businesses can make money by offering to do a service and then not quite fulfilling it. Yeah. But it's to really kind of nail that side of things is quite tricky. Mm. And, to, and to be able to sort of genuinely be, you know, as carbon neutral as you can is, is a challenge. But yeah, it's one, it's always, we're always oh working God, on it. Right, exactly. Um, so Cyrus, is this something that you feel, I mean I want to touch on the more influencer vibe with you, um, but working with other brands, is that something you feel you have to necessarily think about? Like if a sustainable company came to you and was like, it has to be done in this way, like how do you feel you'd approach that? Is it something that you're quite like subtle about? Is that something that the way you'd approach the design? Or would you rather be like quite punchy the way that Blockness quite is with their Instagram and like just being quite attention like this is what's going on I mean um, like how do you think people respond it's, it's from a like creative point of view like do you think people respond better to a like a subtle kind of way like this is what's going on in the world or something more like Oatly what they do with their branding like milk is actually awful for you like have Oatly that kind of thing is it which as a designer which kind of route would you normally take um, I think you know the way I mean, Audley does it really well, mm -hmm. like just saying it as it is. Um, I think there's also kind of, um, you know, a balance between how you're going to communicate the, you know, because um, I think, um, to, to a certain point, I thought it was a, you know, sustainability is kind of trend. Mm -hmm. um, but when you look at it, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been going on like, for a really long time. And right now, you know, even looking at uh, you know all the process that is happening in London, yeah, a lot of really serious issue. Um, yeah, but I think um, it's really important that having the right um, tonal voice, mm. especially brands, because um, like I think consumers now are aware and also um, you know can really easily be people. Yeah, we're not. It's not as easy to be lied to. Yeah. I don't think anymore. I think in the past, you know, when we're like most of us, 
like probably grew up in the same um, respects where you know like having frozen food as a kid was not like a unhealthy thing to do and I think now it's there's so many messages out there that parents know and stuff like I mean even my sister's had a baby she's like I don't want to give her cow's milk like what do I give her and but there really isn't that much information out there like if you don't give your baby cow's milk when they don't have breast milk anymore like there isn't really that much out there for you to then go to like there's just not enough information um and actually that leads on really well to what it's like to be, I don't want to say you're an influencer, but in the sense that you're a model and people might send you stuff or say, you know, can you promote this, can you do that? When it comes to something more like, I don't know, from a, let's say someone wanted to send you fur, is that something that you, you're like, okay, cool, I'm going to do that because it's part of my job? No, so I will happily say that to brands that I don't agree with. Or I, if I genuinely don't like the product, I won't promote it. Right. Even if they're offering to pay it, I... I don't want to lie to my audience or to myself. Nice. That anything that you see on my feed, it will be something that I've got a genuine passion for. Anything that I talk about, I actually really like the product. Mm. Um, yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's very important now because, again, we're not as easily lied to. And yeah. people are so... I mean, like, the Kardashians is the best example, you know? Like, it's, oh, it's so... It's <laughs> <laughs> I've got um, such... I'm so passionate about what that's to say as well, about how people feel about themselves. And a big um, kind of goal of mine is to help people work out and like look after their bodies, but while still loving themselves as they are. I, I hate this whole thing at the moment where it's, you've got to look a certain way, especially with the Kardashians, sorry to um, And that trend they've created, yeah. Yeah, and I just think, this is quite a bold statement, but to deny they've had surgery and things, I think it's a really unhealthy message to put out yeah. there and I just think you should love yourself as you are be the healthiest you can be but it's how you feel in yourself you should be told to look a certain way and mm. I'm so passionate about that if you read my blog post I've got my blog post about self-confidence um, and I hope that kind of reflects in my feed yeah. Um, yeah and I think that's so important too as a model because people do look at you and they go oh god yeah but you're this and you're that and I'm like yeah but you're you like yeah. don't be anybody else like you're you and mm-hmm. even if it is something where you know you have surgery like that's totally cool have surgery do it yeah. because you want to that's not because thing. of the trend that's happening where it makes you feel like you should have it like I've met people that have had surgery that are probably like yeah like it's improved everything about me you know and I'm so grateful I did that but that's just all I hope you know when yeah. people have surgery that's it's for them not for anything else
not necessarily what you are going to do next, because, but more like, um, what are you focusing on in terms of what's next? In terms of like, do you feel like all of a sudden, like the whole Peloton bike thing, right? Do you think that's going to be something where fitness instructors all of a sudden, you know, don't have a job? Like, is, is that something we need to worry about? That's an example. Um, is there like a certain area, like especially obviously Manchester's about to open for block, um, that you feel, okay, this is the next kind of area that I'm going to focus on that maybe people can take away as a creative and go, oh, okay, I haven't actually looked at that on what's next. Maybe Cyrus, do you want to start? Okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard question. I know it's a tricky one. Um, I think that uh, for me, I'm, I'm actually working on the project, looking at how um, I can integrate my um, you know, multimedia visual uh, kind of skills with other senses, like the human senses, not just you know, you know, sight. Um, I've been looking at like you know, um, olfactory sensation, like you know, perfumes, and um, and looking at how you know. Um, so much into like you know, artificial intelligence and how um, you know uh, machine learning technology, like machine learning is from you know artificial intelligence and um, how you know data right now, like data is the most kind of important thing. How you know from YouTube, how I recommend to Google, um, and I think that um, we don't really know the value of data right now because mm. um, there's a lot of data that we actually put out there anytime you you know you're you know, from going to the gym to you know putting the profile on, on, on Facebook there's a lot of data that is actually you know being collected. Yeah the amount of information we put ourselves we put, yeah. online that we don't even realise that people have access to. Yeah so yeah. Um, I'm interested in how we can use that data which we're already giving out for our own benefit. Okay, wow. Uh, the you know this data can help us predict you know the future and help us also you know alienate diseases and, and, and look at like you know in a wide in a, you know the wild now how we can be more sustainable. Um, so uh, yeah my project is about uh, using machine learning technology um, to kind of, um, you know, help in, it's, okay, well, let me say, let me say again, so. Machine learning technology to help impact, to help yeah. collect data. So basically the project is using artificial intelligence and, you know, from artificial intelligence is machine learning. Machine learning is basically how does, uh, how does, how do we use technology to translate the data that we've got? Okay. And with that is personalizing uh, perfumes because I was like, I'm into so much into perfumes and I was really, really more so frustrated when I go in stores and I'm looking for, you know, perfume and you, you know, you just, there's so much in stores, there's, you, you can't really, you know, you're always just, you know, sweeping and when you go out, you just like, what's going on? And then, you know, you buy stuff from like designer brands um, that don't even really match your own, you know, yeah, and you just buy it because, oh yeah, that looks cool, or that's on trend, or, you know, someone just recommended me, or, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, 
I feel like that we really can tell that this is the birth of a project with you because you're still trying to like, it's like me when I was trying to explain what model me is, I'm like, there, oh, there, I want to do this. Uh, so that's, I'm actually, I feel pretty mind blown that you've shared that with us. So um, thank you. Um, I'm like going to be watching you now, like, is this to do with this future project? Um, so Max, maybe we'll go to you next. Like, obviously you've got Block in Manchester. What do you feel is next for Block? quite a big project anyway. Yeah, Manchester's big, but it's, it's kind of, that's coming to fruition and the plan's there. So we're looking at um, potentially another two London sites, which is, that's completely dependent on the, on, on the deals we're discussing right now. So we, are, so we are looking to grow. Um, but other than that, honestly, it's, I think that what we're doing is, is right for what people are looking for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the mission that we've got pretty kind of it's a pretty full agenda already just to keep pushing people to you know get involved with what we do to train to to bring something out of themselves that they didn't think they, that they thought they might not have yeah. technology is a big one for us like i really want to look at the website and also the app which natasha here has been helping me a lot with yeah <laughs> she actually took it upon herself to, to do an entire app project as, wow. as I was in, and it's fantastic so there's so many more ways in which we can connect with consumers through an app and you know by how they can interact with our business via an app but again it's a big project um, the digital side of things is, is, is an area we really need to work on so um, but right now yeah it's more about expansion consolidation of existing sites and more kind of doing a lot more events and um, building community through events mm. so we've, we've, we're starting up a um, block fight which is going to be um, getting people involved in a program to do a white collar boxing fight, which oh we're going to host in Clapton. So we're looking to get 16 people trained up to do that, which is a big deal. Because wow. if anyone has ever done a fight, boxing fight, in the ring, it's serious. The preparation when you yeah. actually do it, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's, you, the adrenaline just takes over. Mm. But that, for me, if we can get more people to push themselves into areas that they wouldn't have thought was possible, then. Then that's then that's that's something worth focusing on. Okay, wow. I'm just gonna wait for Caleb to message me like, so are you yeah. gonna do that? Leave me. Yeah. Um, I want to, but like I, I was making the joke, like I have a money maker, like I can't. <laughs> um, and they're like, yo, you have to dodge popping. No, I just don't want to risk that. So what do you where do you feel like from a fitness model perspective that's going? Because I feel like for me as well, this industry now is huge, way more than it even was a year ago, you know? Um, it is. I mean, I've got my own personal goals within the industry. That I've got a vision board. You have got a vision yes, board. vision board. Yeah, vision board. They're great. I love mine. Um, but on, in like the wider picture, I think for me it's kind of what we were speaking about before about how people feel, and I think people become more aware that when you go on social media and when you see a marketing campaign, it's maybe not as real as what we maybe thought in the past, mm. especially, I think when you look at um, an advertising campaign, you almost expect that there's been a lot of light in a full team behind the hair and makeup, but when you go on Instagram, you don't necessarily think that, because you think it's just a snapshot of someone's life, when actually there's plenty of editing apps out there, people take a million selfies, different lights, do whatever they're doing to their pictures, and I think people are starting to recognise that a little bit more. Yeah. So I think. I personally, my personal goal would be to kind of address that 
I'm writing a book at the minute and it's all kind of about self-confidence and about loving yourself as you are and being the best version of yourself without listening too much to external influences and how I've been told to love. Um, and I think the industry is a little bit going down that route because mm. people, consumers are becoming more switched on to it and the industry needs to listen to that and recognise that. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. So if you do have any questions, um, and there are particularly for Max or Kirby, because I just realised the time, I really want to let them shoot. Um, but me and Cyrus are going to be around and we'll... Sorry, wow. So paranoid that I'll say it wrong. Um, we're both going to be here and then I just, I know the restaurant really want us to eat as well. So um, before they get too busy, let's eat. Um, obviously food's included, so I'm going to come around and just make a note now and get them to get that on the bowl for us. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. That was so amazing. I need to go make notes now. <laughs> to go like, I'm going to ask Kevin about this, Max about that. Um, so thank you so much. This is yeah amazing. I knew this was going to be amazing. You three are equally just so incredibly talented in your own right. And I love how you're all so authentic. And it shows so much on your socials too, which for me is a really big deal uh, to surround myself with those people like that. And also for Model Me to have a platform that shows people these kind of people too. So, thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you. You make your baby up. Okay, cool. Let's do a picture, maybe for the panel. Yes. Please do. Awesome. Okay, so I'll sit down. Yeah, yeah, go. He needs to leave, though. It is 20 past. But do, do. Yeah, I mean, we really need to do more of that. Um, we, we, the problem we have is we've been wanting to do, get kids involved in boxing for some time, but but we, our insurance doesn't cover it, quite simply. So if, you, if you, basically, if kids of 16 or under can come in to the gym. So, I mean, we do donate all our um, used boxing equipment to Islington Boxing Club. We've got a connection with them now. We are we work that's the main thing I want to get right is the is somehow getting kids into fitness as a means of, you know, a more positive influence on their lives. Yeah. But we're yet to find a way of doing it. I mean certainly we've got our, a lot of our boxing instructors do do that anyway, particularly Paul. Um, yeah, he does something really amazing, doesn't he, with another studio. Yeah, exactly. So we're working on it but right now we haven't got anything in place. But yeah. But I think the more we can do with events and, and kind of um, getting people involved in activities where they're not just working out in an isolated way, mm -hmm. where they're working as a group. Like, so we've got, you know, we're training people to run for the Happy Half Marathon, for example. It's a small thing, but yeah, it's, it's our block run club, so we do that every Saturday. So it's a proper training schedule to get people kind of to the point where they're in a good, condi you know, good condition to be able to get a good time. It's simple things like that where there's a there's an actual aim at the end of it all, and the challenge that, that yeah, and again with the, with the fight, you know, that'll be the, uh, I'm going to concentrate a lot more on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. So, picture. 
I do more prep on all things. Um, we do do model new fitness events now with Block, and the purpose is because Block has created such a community for me in my life that I wanted to do that with modeling. So, yeah, actually, what you said is so bang on. Like, that's exactly why. Yeah. I love Block for that. So, yeah. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Okay, so I'm going to tell them to pick order. Thank <laughs> you. 
I'm like, no, I'm vegan, and this is like holding me to tell people to vegan. Yeah. I'm also going to tell the sports. Yeah, I know you're right. I know. I've just had to, you know, with the business partner, like, look, we're giving away four drinks and bags. We don't want to buy a drink at the time. I'm 23, I've done a lot of work in my life. Yeah, no, no, don't say that. Yeah, it's like. It's just one of those things, I just live and learn, you know, like, this week I have one of the biggest fans I've been working with, let me down Friday, day before my event, I'm going to be quite hard. Cool, guys, thank you. Watch. 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 Oh, so yeah, I'm really excited to be here today. 